This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen.
Okay, let's read one, two, go. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, lest, thou, lest when thou hast eaten and art full, and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led thee through the great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this world. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. Father, bless your word. Let it prosper in all our hearts. Let it bring about a revolution. Let it bring about a revival. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. God bless you. Thank God for Pastor Twinde. You are always my pastor. Always my pastor. I love you, sir. This morning, we're going to be speaking very quickly on Remember your winning formula. Remember your winning formula. You know, it's been going through my heart for a while now. And I just tried to put down a bit of what God has been trying to speak to me about. Remember your winning formula. Regardless of our position in life, regardless of where you occupy in life right now, One thing I found out about every human being is we all desire to be greater than we are. Amen? Is there anyone here who is contented with where they are now? Just think that God has done so well that he should just leave you where you are. Any such person here? I found that there are some people like that who have actually lost that desire to advance in life. Anytime you come across such people, it's, it's a demonic oppression. It's not normal. It's not natural for a man not to desire to go higher. Why? Because when God made us, one of the things God did in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, after he had created man, God spoke something into the soul of man. He, he gave an instruction that became like a code in a computer that wired us and made us the way we are. God told man, he said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, replenish it, subdue it, have dominion. Once he released that word, something happened to us. Our soul was transformed. And all of a sudden, the desire to subdue the environment came into man. And from that moment, Man just decided that 
because of that thing working in him, he will subdue his environment. He will be great. He will dominate. So it is inherent in every human being to have that desire to go up. It's not carnality. It's not a sin. God put it there. So when you find yourself desiring to be the next president of Nigeria, you are not being carnal. It's just something there that you are wired that way. When you find yourself desiring to be great or greater than you are, you were wired that way to be great. Amen? But you see, a tragedy happened in the Garden of Eden when man took from that fruit and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Something happened to man that day. A terrible tragedy. Man lost the power to dominate. Because when God spoke, a power was imparted into man that gave him the ability to dominate and to subdue and to become great. Man lost that power. Unfortunately for man, he lost the power, but he didn't lose the desire. So the desire is in every man, but the power to be great was gone. That's why when you, when you have a desire and you lack the capabilities or the capacity to fulfill that desire, you know what happens to that person? Desperation comes in. And after desperation, if it still is not happening, frustration comes in. And that's why people do all kinds of things to be great. People go to all extents, cut all kinds of deals, enter all kinds of covenants, they lie, they cheat, they steal. They do everything. Why? To be great. It's not their fault. There's something pushing them to be great. But the power to be great was taken away from man. So men do everything to get that power back. And those who are wise and decide to surrender their lives to Christ are keyed back to that original power even though not many of them still are able to be great. But that's not the discussion for this morning. We just started a series, and, and it's been on my mind too, and we just started talking about winning in the battles of life. But we're not talking about that this morning. We're talking about remembering your winning formula. So everyone desires to be great, but we lost that power to be great. But everyone that will be truly a winner. Everyone that will be, succeed in life must obtain supernatural assistance. You get born again and you meet, and God helps you. Those who don't want to go through that route, there are several other routes to getting it, even though they have consequences. But believe me, nothing just happens to you because you are intelligent or because you are smart, or because you have read some principles. 20, there are people who know these principles written down. It's not working. Why? Because there's a power that is required. There is a power that is required. You can know all the principles, but without supernatural assistance, you, you, the best that will happen is you will just be at that middle level. But to be truly great, you need 
an extra push from somewhere. This morning, what we are going to concentrate on is our text. God was speaking to his children in the book of Deuteronomy and he told them, things don't look too good now, but because I'm with you, in a short while it's going to turn around and it's going to look fantastic. And that's for someone here this morning. Things may not look the way you expect. But in a short while, because the Lord is with you, they will turn around for good for you in Jesus' name. That was exactly what God told the children of Israel. Things may not look exactly, you know, the way it's supposed to be. But I'm with you. And very soon, things will change. Life will become sweet. You will move into houses you didn't build. All your efforts that seem not to be yielding results, very, very soon, those same efforts, those same efforts will be giving you multiple results in Jesus' name. Now, speaking about that, you know, I know what it means for you to put in effort and not get results. I know what it means, not because I read about it. (laughs) I know what it means because I've lived it. The same things by the grace of God I'm doing today are the same things I was doing several years ago. But I can tell you categorically, the results are different. I pray for you this morning, you will get good results for your labor. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you are a genius in one corner, and you are a genius in a place that is known, the results are different in life. It depends on who is paying. This, the, the person who is so... I was speaking to some, a, a colleague of mine, and he was sharing with me, about his tailor. Fantastic cut. Sews very well. He's the same tailor who sews for, he called some very big boys in Nigeria, some big politicians. And the fee this guy charges to sew clothes. My, my, my. Some bankers don't earn that much every month. A tailor. He's still a tailor. But he's collecting some serious bread from sewing. The same effort the other tailor in Wuse Market is putting is the same one that other man is putting. Are they getting the same result? You will get good results for your labor in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You didn't get me. You will get good results for your labor in the mighty name of Jesus. Why? Because God will help you. We all need that push in life to be great. And God was saying to the children of Israel, that push you need, I will give you. But my challenge is not giving you the push. My challenge is after I give you the push, what next? That's what he was telling them. The summary of those verses of scripture we read was God was speaking to the children of Israel. Hey, when things become good, don't forget your winning formula. Don't forget what it is that you were doing that brought you this far. Don't begin to think, and this is what God was saying, don't begin to think that it was by my might, by my wisdom, by my skill. Ah, it's because I calculated it. No, 
Don't forget that you were doing those calculations and it wasn't working before. That's the summary of what God was saying to the children of Israel. That things will change. It's not, but that's not the problem. The problem I have is when things change, will you also change? Don't forget your winning formula. And in speaking about that, I just want to address two groups of people here this morning very quickly. Judges chapter 6, verses 11 to 13. Judges chapter 6, verses 11 to 13. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash, the Abiezrite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befalling us? And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. The first group of people I'd like to just speak to very briefly, I'll call them the Gideon group. The Gideon groups. There are some of us here this morning, we've surrendered our lives to Christ. Yet, it appears things are not quite working the way they should. Just like Gideon. Rather than things moving up, life seems to be full of disappointments. Efforts are not yielding the desired outcomes. Just like Gideon. Like Gideon, some of us may be asking the Lord, why is all this happening to me? Where are the wonderful promises you made to those who serve you? Where are those promises? You promised us that if we serve you, we'll spend our days in prosperity and our years in plenty. You said, if you serve me, I will take sickness away from, I will bless your bread and water and take sickness away from the midst of you. These are wonderful promises. Like some of us, we are serving God. We're not seeing these things. Lord, where are all these wonderful promises? Just like Gideon. Just like Gideon was asking. He was saying, it's not the same God we heard that did these wonderful things. Where are our own? Why are we not seeing it round about? My word to such this morning is just hang on. Amen? Just hang on. There's a formula that others have used, tested over time for centuries, and it's been working. And that formula is Jesus. Just hang on to that formula. Don't change it. Many have given up in the battle of life. Why? They've opted for other formulas. Quick wins. Because they were looking for results. And this one looks like it's taking forever. But the Lord is saying this morning, just hang on. Hang on to that winning formula. It's been working. It worked for others. It will work for you. You don't need to add anything to it. It worked for others just the way it is. It will work for you also. Gideon was asking, Lord, where are all those wonderful things you said would 
we will see when we come to you. And the Lord is saying, they are just around the corner. Can you imagine how many at the point of their testimonies have given up? Several. Several have. Several decided to change their formula because they felt this formula was not working. Many decided to just take a little bribe here. Just do a little arm twisting. It won't really matter. Just make things work better for you. The Lord is saying, no, don't change your winning formula. Don't change your winning formula. It's been working for others. Your case is not more difficult. There are more difficult cases in the Bible in real life that even in our current contemporary times that God has pulled out and changed their stories. Even in our midst here, there are quite a few of us. If the opportunity is given and they give them the mic, to share their stories. You will know that you haven't even seen anything. And yet, things have turned around for them. Why will your own not change? My word to you, don't change your winning formula in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I believe also that God would like you to renew your commitment to him. Renew your commitment. Lord, I, I, I place you as number one. I'm not changing that. Don't be under pressure. The trials of life. Don't be under pressure to change. This morning I renew my commitment. I'm not changing. I'm not changing my formula. I'm not changing. I renew my commitment. I retain that one. Praise the name of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35. It says, Cast not therefore away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For there is need of patience. That after you have done the will of God, what happens? You obtain the promise. It's there waiting. And God is saying, just hang in there. I don't know who you are this morning. Don't take any stupid decision. Just hang in there. Others may seem to be doing much better, moving faster. Believe me, in the few years, I'm not such an old person. But in the few years I've lived... I've seen this thing come around full cycle over and over again. Over and over again. I've seen people on the fast lane. Many. I have friends who were doing so well a few years ago. Today, you give them 20,000 naira, you are their God. You give them 10,000 naira, you are their God. These are people who have played with millions. Celebrity weddings. Why? Because they changed the winning formula. Don't change your own. Don't change your own. It's an age-long winning formula. It will never fail. It won't fail you also in the name of Jesus. Let's jump to the next group of people because of our time. The second group is the David group. Second Samuel, second Samuel chapter 11. Verse 1, 2 Samuel 11, 1. And it came to pass, after the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. Now, hear this. But David 
tarried still at Jerusalem. The devil group refers to some of us who are here. Ours is no longer an issue of we are praying and we, are, we, we can see the hand of God on our lives. And even if we, we are so humble not to admit it, the world sees the hand of God upon our lives. Everybody sees it. Sees that ah, this person is, is doing well. Everybody is doing well. Business is looking good. Career is advancing just as expected. And in some instances, even much better than we ever anticipated. And some of us, we never even dreamed we'll be where we are and God hasn't even finished. We are still in the middle of his, of his work. Amen? For some, even in this group, God has been so good that even when you want to pray, the only prayer that comes to your mind readily is, Lord, thank you for what you are doing around me. You know, there are some people that when you are raising some prayer points, they are wondering, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Isn't, isn't God good? Or isn't this God so good? God will take us there. Ah, you didn't hear that prayer. Anyway, you know, I know why we are saying amen like that. You know this throne room. So maybe many of you are there. But me, I'm not there yet. God will take us there. For those of us who are not there, God will take us there. And for those who are there already, God will keep you there. Because believe me, the worst thing that can happen to a man is to say that I used to. Ah, you will, not, you will not be like that in Jesus' name. That will not be your story. You know, it, it, it's, 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 it's bad enough if all you've enjoyed is taking a bus. But it's terrible if you've had your own ride and then condition now forces you, compels you to take a bus ride. And then the person beside you hasn't had his bath and he's smelling. And then somebody steps on your toe. Ah, can't you move now? It, 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 but when that is all you are used to, it's not too bad. You won't go down in life. I don't think you heard that prayer. You will not go down in life. The God lifting you will take you higher. In the mighty name of Jesus. The word of God to us this morning for those in the group of David is God is saying, do you still remember your winning formula? Do you? Do you still remember where Jesus picked you from? Do you still remember how it was before things became this good? Do you? Do you still remember how committed you were to my affairs? How committed you were? Now you are a top flight executive. And you are too busy for God. Sunday service is the best that you can do. And apart from that, let pastors stretch Sunday service extra 30 minutes. You are wondering, this guy doesn't know that we have an appointment. What's wrong with him? Is that how you are now? Forgetting that there was a time when even after church, you had nowhere to go. So you had to stay and pray. Do you remember? Do you remember? God is saying, have you forgotten your winning formula? Have you forgotten where I picked you up from? Have you forgotten how it was before it became this good? And who told you it can't even be much better than this? Who told you? Have you lowered your standards 
are you still obedient to his commandments? Do you argue, eh, you know, you, you know, you need to take it a, a little easy. After, you know, wine, wine is not too bad, provided you can regulate the consumption. Before, you didn't even used to touch it. But now, you are too big. Juice. How can I be drinking juice? Juice. When the executives you move with take champagne. No, 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 no. You know, in life, it's about moderation. You know, the, so the, 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 the phrase has changed. Some things that were anathema are now acceptable. Provided it is done moderately. And the Lord is saying, remember your winning formula. Remember your winning formula. Remember where you are coming from. Isaiah chapter 51, verses 1 to 2. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock, whence you are hewn, and to the hole of the pit, whence ye are digged. Look unto Abraham, your father, and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Look unto the rock from where you were hewn. Remember where God picked you from. Remember how you used to be. Remember how things were before. Remember God's instruction to the children of Israel. Don't think it is by my might that I got these things. There are more intelligent people who can put a meal on their table. More intelligent people than you. There are people that, there are some people that, if I have, I've, I've come across some people, if they sit down with you and give you ideas, and you are wondering, how come these ideas can't translate to Naira and Copper? Brilliant ideas. The Bible says that God gives power to some people to make wealth. There's a power that God gives. God was telling children, don't forget your winning formula that I'm the one that gives power to create wealth. You know, one of the tragedies I've seen in Christianity, and, and really, it, it cuts across. I know of a man, I'm going to be very careful so that nobody will understand who this person is, because he's an ex-governor in Nigeria. He used to be a Sunday school teacher. Not just a teacher, a Sunday school coordinator. A serious Christian in one of our Pentecostal churches. Not redeemed. I'm not saying redeemed people are doing any better. We're all the same. Amen? We're all guilty. And then, the word of prophecy came to him one day. That you are going to be the next governor of this state. By this time, it was, if he was into politics, he was maybe just at the periphery. So, <laughs> from what I heard, he thought maybe the prophet was hungry and just... He just gave an offering and he didn't even believe the prophecy. But let me not bore you with the story. He actually became the governor of the state. Did two terms. After that, even after being governor, because he was in the group of the leading parties, he even got some appointments and other things followed. But that's not where I'm going. In one of the offices where he was 
serving in government. One of his, he had an altercation with one of his subordinates. Subordinates. Who happens to be someone on the other side of, of the religion. One of our brothers on the other side. A lady. And the lady snapped her finger at him and said, in this appointment, you will not be effective. Let me see how you work here. This man, nobody even heard of him again. You know why I'm saying this? I don't know how many of you have observed. If our brothers on the other side get, start getting appointments, do you know what they do? They gather malams. They take their religion more serious. They begin to go to Mecca, sponsor people, do all kinds of things, get more serious. But when we begin to rise, we get too busy. That's when pastor becomes, uh, it's phone call, you now begin to discuss with pastor. You can't, your, your pastor doesn't see you again. Meanwhile, those other brethren, that's when they now hire more pastors, in quotes. Malams. They sponsor them. How many of you have God blessed so much that I say, Pastor, please, would you like to go to Israel? Please go out. And while you are there, just remember me in prayer, sir. That's all. That's what they do. That's what they do. They go and meet this man. You go to Mecca for me. You go. I, because I can't go, you go. And they drop. I'm not saying, come and meet me to go to Mecca. I mean, to go to Jerusalem. Uh, you know, we, we don't even have time. Where I work, we're too busy. But Neither am I uh, begging. Thank God. Oh. See, Pastor's car. Thank God you know your pastor is not a poor pastor. If he wants to go to Jerusalem, I'm sure you know he can go. But let's not lose track of what I'm trying to say. When we get blessed, the truth is we forget God. We forget our winning formula. We forget. But the others don't. They take it more seriously. And God is asking us this morning, do you still remember your winning formula? Do you remember your winning formula? Are you taking God as seriously as you used to take him? Or can an unbeliever snap their finger and go and do incantation and render you powerless? You that serve the true and living God. And by the time you are now calling, you know, there's, there's a place in the Bible, God says, when you call upon me, I will not answer. Are you aware it's there? The same God who said, when you call, before you call, I will answer. He says, there's a way you will behave. When you call, I won't answer. Remember your winning formula. Remember your winning formula. We don't really have much time, but let me just round up now. Do you remember God who has brought you this far? You know, God has, in the book of, of Psalm, let me read it, Psalm 9, verse 17. I don't want to paraphrase it. I want to read it the way it is. It's a scripture that, you know, a lot of us know it, but I don't know whether we take it as seriously as we should. Turn your Bibles to the book of Psalm 9. Let's just take verse 1, verse 17. It says, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Nations is not necessarily a nation. Nations sometimes come in families. 
one of the, in fact, the greatest danger about forgetting God is that when you forget God, God forgets you. Now, I, I know there's no one here who would like to spend eternity forgotten by God. Is there anybody like that here? I know it's not possible. But the truth is, it's not only being righteous and holy. When you forget God, you put yourself at risk of being forgotten by that same God. On the other hand, James chapter 4 verse 8, James was speaking. He says, God, speaking on behalf of God, he says by the Holy Ghost, he says, draw near to me. And what, what did God say? I will draw near to you. In other words, when you remember me, I will remember you. When you take me serious, I will take you serious. When you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. The Bible says, the, step, the, the, the path of the just, it says what? That it shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. Believe me, no matter how good God has been, one thing I found out is God can always be better. No matter how good God has been, God can always be better. But you see, this same God is the one that said, to the forward, <laughs> I will show myself. That means if you do Wayo, God will show you that he's a master Wayoist. That's what he said. It depends on how you take this God. Remember your winning formula. Don't change it. Shall we rise up to our feet? The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God. Brethren, I don't know where you fall into under this discussion. Are you in the Gideon group where things are not <laughs> so good? Where things appear, as a matter of fact, even rough. And God is saying, don't worry. Don't forget your winning formula. Just hang in there. I'm about making it through for you or are you in the David group that God has been good to and even the world that can see the hand of God upon your life and things are working and and God is saying don't also forget your winning formula that I'm the one that giveth you power to get well that you have gotten this fine life not by your efforts but by what I'm doing for you are you here and all of a sudden, God has been good and you have become too busy. Even in midweek service, they don't see you. You are too busy. No, you know, I have a meeting with Mr. President. I have to see my governor. It's God that gave you that opportunity. There are wiser, stronger, more connected people that can't see the governor. That can't see the president. Don't forget, a few years ago, you too couldn't see the president. It's God that has opened that way. Don't be too busy for your God. I want us to bow down our heads and just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. And just say, Lord, I, I will not change my winning formula. This winning formula I'm talking about is nothing more than Jesus. Lord, I won't abandon you for anything. I won't trade you for silver or gold. I won't trade you for the riches untold. No, Lord, I will not abandon you. I won't turn my back on you. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, 
please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.